0: to wine
1: spirits and, and witches. witches this is monica
0: and this is shauna and we're your high priestess for this evening and it's the first of the month so you know what that means everyone say hello to our space daddy Jarrell
2: hey everyone nice to be back you know Jarrell i
0: i tried really hard there for a minute to not call you space daddy but <laughs> i can't help it it just it works and i always like giggle a little when other people refer to you as that i'm like i just love it so much you know i'm
2: it's it's fine i'm used to it by now so
0: (laughs) i still think it was great how i think so
2: it is yeah it's it's catchy it's cute i'm i'm into it (laughs) because
0: that's your official wine spirits and witches title but to be fair it's
2: space daddy not sky daddy which some people don't call me
0: okay so someone like came out with this tiktok video basically breaking down the um the origin of zeus's name and it basically all broke down to translating to sky daddy
2: oh Oh, interesting
0: and so actually one of our our listeners jason sent me that video and he's like we have our own zeus and i was like oh my god we do (laughs) so but um you know i i would like to say i think you're a lot cooler than zeus like no offense if anyone works with him but you know he just he gets a little a little rapey there sometimes (laughs) you know i don't even know i'm Uh, talking shit i work with pluto he literally like kidnapped his wife so like who the fuck am i talking shit you know what (laughs) i take that all back whatever
2: (laughs) you know it's it's just all part of the mythology right it it really
0: is i was talking to someone that was talking about like seeking answers like in like a therapeutic sense from like the gods and i was like that sounds terrible because the gods like you know they have their very own way of dealing with things that are not you know advisable for us earthbound folk yeah but (laughs) you know um for those of you listening and joining in happy october happy start to spooky season um we might sound a little different tonight because we are recording on zoom but we are here and we are ready to do some witchy shit so what's everyone drinking
2: well i oh go ahead i'm drinking mountain
0: dew i'm mountain
1: dew and water that's what i'm drinking you're so full of shit that
0: you're drinking water but okay let's see the bottle let's see it there you go you know what that's just like a a like solid colored water bottle like that you could have more mountain dew in that so this is all a a trust thing is my dude he is my water all right all right well <laughs> I'll give that to you okay Monica's drinking water so we know hell's freezing over you
1: have been drinking a lot more water lately proud of you I know I have been I've really been making an effort to do so so
0: yeah what about you draw what are you drinking I am drinking
2: whiskey coke Ooh.
0: Like, I like that you're a whiskey guy, just like I don't know, Thanks. it makes sense. I like as much as I personally do not like whiskey, I like whiskey people. I've realized if that I, I do, it's interesting. Um, I don't have my camera on, so you guys have to just totally believe me, but um, I'm drinking Modelo, and so like, I don't feel like that's hard to believe. Like, no. cheers, no. guys, cheers, <laughs> that's not hard to believe for sure, <laughs> especially <laughs> when it's this hot.
1: Yeah, it was fucking hot today. Sorry,
0: but it was hot. Yeah. Well, hopefully this is our last like heat wave of the season because I'm ready for, you know,
1: coolness, some cool
2: weather. Right. For some sweater weather. That's exactly what I mean. Sweater weather. Can you say sweater weather,
1: Monica? It's like this band I used to go to see. They used to love when it was wintertime because (laughs) all the girls would wear sweaters and they used to call it sweater meat.
0: So gross. It's so fucking <laughs> gross. Monica, say sweater weather.
1: Sweater weather.
0: Now say how you would normally say it though. Sweater weather. Th- thank you. Okay. <laughs> <Telling> you. <laughs> <laughs> uh. yeah. All right, space daddy hit us. What we got go- <laughs> what do we have going on? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs>
2: I'm cracking up. I love you, Monica. Okay, so I love all you. All right, oh, thanks. All right, cool. <laughs> okay, so, um, October 2022. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's, that's okay. best. Okay, first of all, happy birthday to all you Libras and Scorpios out there at home. Um, this is your month. Um, uh, the Two, first two thirds of the month uh, goes to Libra, though. So happy birthday to all of you! Um, you flirtatious fuckers. Yeah. yeah, that's all I got. <laughs>
0: Unbalanced
1: people.
2: <laughs> Unbalanced.
0: Yes, I think
1: the <laughs> says scales
0: fucking like Scorpio. Okay.
1: Yeah, because so they can't funny. make a decision. You know, usually.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: okay, forget it forget I said it. Oh
2: no, well, I mean we're we're totally gonna get into Libra today. Um I mean I guess we could go ahead and, and start off with that. So uh being that we are starting off with um you know this month in the middle of Libra season, uh remember, uh Libra season actually starts on the autumn equinox, um which happened uh this past month, um in September. Um, and, you know, what's something that's really interesting about that is, you know, the the coming of that age, you know, or that period in time, um, mid-September to mid-October, uh, and then the archetype of Libra is really interesting because it all seamlessly, like, aligns energetically um, to just... The tide of that season. So we all know that with Maybon or um, the autumn equinox, as we know it, you know that's really a time of equilib- equilibrium, right? Uh, right? It's it's a time when, um, well, it's it's the equinox, right? So we know that we have the solstices and then we have the equinoxes, and these are celestial events that happens. Um, to the whole world Uh, whenever we have the summer solstice that's the longest day of the year when we have the winter solstice that is the longest night of the year um but when we get to the spring and autumn equinoxes this is when um day and night
1: are equal yes
2: so typically um we try to find ways to energetically bring ourselves to a state of equilibrium around these times. And that's kind of how we lean into the energies of the equinoxes. I mean, when you think about it in the spring equinox, what do we usually do? And We're doing our spring cleaning, right? And then in the autumn equinox, we're kind of doing the same thing, but it's more like we're preparing, you know, our house and home for you know, the coming dark time or the dark half of the year, you know, um, back in the day, um, autumn, winter, uh, was not the friendliest of seasons to humans, uh, because you could literally die because of the, uh, sweater weather. Intensity.
0: Sorry. Sweater weather. <laughs> <laughs>
1: sweater
2: weather. <laughs> yeah. You know, but yeah, the, the autumn and winter times or the tides, um, brought a lot of scarcity so that's why we tend to celebrate um the harvest seasons around that time and the autumn equinox is the pinnacle of that right because we have llamas you know in early august and that's the grain harvest we have um Maybon, which is the fruit harvest and um Samhain, uh also known as halloween to some people that's technically i, th- I believe it's the meat harvest isn't it um which makes
0: sense because that's when we talk about humans dying sorry i'm just going to try and weave a little bit of cannibalism in there
2: (laughs) well i mean i think it was considered the meat harvest for two reasons right because this is when one this is your last chance to go hunting for you know all of the venison and wild boar you know that you can find out in the woods you know to turn into jerky or preserve somehow uh, throughout the winter time, so you can have some kind of protein. Uh, but then also, too, because the veil really starts to thin around that time, this is also when we do the great hunt, where we uh, help those who have lost their bodies, like their little, you know, human meat packs, <laughs> and help them to cross over uh, to the other side, right? So um, anyway, uh, Maybon is... The fruit harvest or the vegetable harvest and this is when all the crops that we have been growing the whole year are now fruiting and we harvest them and you know we celebrate the bounty that we've grown throughout the year and you know give thanks and gratitude, sometimes people say Maybon is kind of like the pagan Thanksgiving.
0: Um,
2: <laughs> you know, uh, because it really can be a great opportunity to uphold that practice of gratitude and reciprocity to the spirits that we love and hold so dear, right? Yes. Um but Maybon also is um a time when, and I know this is like September, but we're going into (laughs) October. But Maybon or the energy of Maybon carries all the way through um Libra season because it's what initiates Libra season. And the the core um, energies of Mapon is about settling debts. It's about celebrating and holding gratitude for what you have. And it's also about adjusting or cutting out the things that no longer serve you. You know, it's about adjustment, you know, um, oftentimes, uh, Libra season or even Libra, uh, if you go into tarot, just for example, is associated with the justice card. You know, it's about holding, you know, justice, you know, making sure that your debts are paid off or that, you know, retribution has been made for all of the wrongs that you've done and then celebrating all the things that you did right. And so in tarot, the justice card is really not so much um, per se about, you know, keeping things in a sort of static order or creating order, but more about adjustment. You know what I mean? It's about making sure that you can ride the waves or the tides of what is yet to come, right? Um, And that's really what Libra season is about. It's about carrying the energy of balance, okay? And when I say balance, again, I'm not talking about creating a sense of order harmony. I'm talking about being able to adapt being able to adjust you know and that's why the archetypal energy of libra uh, is seemingly so diplomatic because it's an energy that's trying to hold the tribe together you know making sure that we are celebrating you know all of the things that we do have that we are fixing and repairing the things that we need to adjust and that we are cutting things that no longer serve us from our lives you know what i mean um so yeah And what's interesting about that too, when we look at Libra, like when we look at the glyph for Libra, it kind of looks like um, there's that line and then there's another line on top of it that has like a little hump. Like the Omega. Yeah, kind right. of like the omega or it's like something's under the bed sheets. <laughs> kind of glyph. You um, know what?
0: That that is a lot more fitting for every <laughs> fucking neighbor I know. I like
2: that. <laughs> uh, but the glyph actually represents uh some people well there's two different um thoughts on like what that glyph represents. Some people say that it represents the scales, which is very fitting because um uh, and I guess I think it's like in Latin or ancient Greek. I can't remember which, but a Libra actually means to weigh, you know. Um, but then the other um, idea here is that that glyph represents the horizon, the horizon, and the sun setting just beneath it, and uh, represents that time when, like you know, the sun is just above. Or, you know, just, just about to set, I should say. You know what I mean? So that's that's what they say that that glyph represents. But more often than not, when we think of, you know, a glyph or a representation of Libra, it is the scales. You know, one, like, cool trivial thing about Libra is it's the only sign in the zodiac that is represented by an object and not an actual human or animal. Right. <laughs> uh, it's, yeah, it's, that's it's, true, huh? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a fun little trivial fact. Um, but the scale is what's important here and what it represents. And it is about that juggling act. It's it's about that balance or that sense of balancing. Um, because we are kind of walking with one foot in this world, one foot in the next kind of a thing. We're at that precipice where we're coming from the light half of the year into the dark half of the year. Um, so Uh, With that being said, the mythology surrounding Libra um, is actually not one um, that has like an epic journey or a heroic battle or anything, but is really more attuned to uh, venerating a goddess that Libra is represented by, Uh, and this goddess is Themis uh, from Greek mythology. Uh, have you heard of her before, Themis? Oh, yes. Never, never. I, mean, I thought Who you said Themis. that? No, Themis, T-H-E-M-I-S.
0: Oh, oh, I thought v- you said Venus, too. I was just talking oh. shit. <laughs> no, I've no. never actually her. Well, but,
2: heard of you know, her. well, actually, you know, Libra is, um, a They're sign that by is by Venus, right? Is ruled by Venus, yeah, but the scales are actually the scales of Themis, T-H-E-M-I-S. So, huh. Themis is actually a titan goddess and she is one of uh the 12 children of uranus and um gaia and she is the titan goddess of divine law okay and You know, what does that mean, divine law? Well, these are all the divine law is about like all of those universal cosmic laws that doesn't matter who you are, you have to abide by it. Uh, But also, these are the things that we can't escape either, you know. So, an example of the divine law is fate and the law of free will, right? Uh Or the law of reciprocity, the law of grace the law of cause and effect the law of um uh what's another one um time you know <laughs> so these are all things that the titans have set into place to kind of govern the uh, universal energies of this world that we live in um but also one thing that's interesting about themis um when it comes to Um, man's um, interaction with the gods, she's also the one that wrote the laws on how we are to interact with the gods. So everything from the laws and mechanics of sacrifice, for example, she wrote those laws, you know. But what's interesting is Themis is also a goddess who shaped the world with Zeus, the way that we know it. You no. know, we know that um Zeus actually is married to Hera, but did you know that Hera is actually his third wife? Oh shit. Third, huh? Yeah. I so did not first... know that. So do you mean the other
0: two got sick of his shit?
2: Uh basically well. <laughs> um his first wife, Metis, he actually ate her. And <laughs> oh my god. You know and what? His... I knew
0: that. You're right.
2: <laughs> and then his second wife was Themis. Although I think if you were to ask Themis, she would just say that Zeus was her consort.
0: (laughs) She had the marriage annulled. Thank you.
2: (laughs) Yeah. So, but when, um, basically, uh, when they were together, Themis and Zeus, this is when Gaia was being a bad bitch and like trying to send all of her, you know, Titan monster children to kill all of the bright gods stuff like that you
0: know what (laughs) i have a bone to pick with gaia about that she needs to fucking decide what side she's on but that's an episode (laughs) for another fucking day for
2: another day Anyway, this is when the line or the boundary was crossed or was drawn between um, are you on my side with the bright gods or are you on that side? And this is why, like, you know, this after like the whole, like, you know, war of the gods, you know, a lot of the titans that lost were sent to Tartarus, but the ones who uh, fought with the bright gods. Um, remained on Olympus, Themis was one of them. Um, So was Prometheus, so was Hecate. Um, So, um, but yeah, so, but at the time, um, uh, Themis was uh, wedded, married to Zeus. And during that time, she helped to create a lot of the divine laws That the whole world and universe was supposed to go by. So she's the one who basically created the idea of like time and space and like all of these things that we go by. And her children are literally the titans of time and space. With Zeus, she actually mothered uh, the Fates, and she also mothered the the hours. Um, So the hours or the hurai are um, three sisters and they are literally the representations of the seasons and uh, justice and peace Um, and the hours, (laughs) you know, pretty cool, huh? That
0: is really
2: cool. Yeah. And like one of her daughters, um, one of the, the hours, um, Daiki, um, is, has a very close association to, um, astrea uh, who is the goddess of innocence and um astrea is actually the representation of virgo
0: oh okay <laughs> so but Makes anyway sense.
2: yeah so but what's interesting is okay so this is a little bit of a tangent but the um the mythology of libra is so closely connected to the mythology of virgo and scorpio because literally libra is balancing two different you know, mythologies of earth and sky. The uh, mythology behind Virgo is that it represents astrea who is the goddess of innocence, you know, but also of divine justice, who is the daughter of Themis, right? Um, but it was said that when uh, Dyke or Astraea, uh was on earth, she actually lived on earth, Um, amongst humans and kind of guided everyone toward what was right and against what was wrong. And when people's technologies and advancements, you know, um, became so corrupted, she said, I'm gonna peace out because it's no longer safe for us here, for us immortal people here. So she went back up to the sky and became the constellation Virgo. But it is said in Greek mythology that when it is time for her to come back down to earth again, she will bring back a golden age and she will bring back peace. Wow. Yeah. I feel like so, there's yeah. a lot of different
0: ways we can spin that again. I feel like we're <laughs> gonna have to have like an episode where we just talk about random mythology I stuff because I feel like there's just so much to unpack. But I'm just going to sidetrack this even more and say, when you said Golden Age, I went back to thinking of um, the Golden Ram from Aries and got mad all over again. I'm still not over that one either. (laughs) That really upset me.
2: (laughs) Yeah, that that one was a pretty messed up mythology, yeah.
0: Seriously.
2: And and where Libra is also connected to Scorpio, uh, Scorpio's mythology is originally libra was part of the scorpio constellation um, if you were to look at the the constellation scorpio now um, it's actually smaller because the claws of scorpio are now what we see as the scales of libra huh. so
1: basically
2: well, libra is the sign if you were to look at it is what tempers that scorpio Iciness, or fire or passion or something oh, like that.
0: All right, I like yeah. it.
2: So, but anyway, Libra as a mythology is really just more about venerating or representing the notion of divine law, of being that, um, I guess, symbol of what it is to hold balance uh, within your life and what it is to create order in your life and one of the best ways to do that is to listen to everyone's story to you know be diplomatic um in your leadership you know to make good decisions um that are sound you know to make um i guess like a sense of or create a sense of grace and aesthetic so that we can live pleasantly in harmony you know um and it's it's really like a, a beautiful archetype you know that Themis represents and that's that's the mythology of Libra pretty cool huh so not not any like crazy story or legend you know epic yeah, yeah. thing but you know, it's just I like that what though. it represents yeah yeah and I like yeah. how oh. I
0: feel like every time we talk there's some kind of mention of people needing to make good life choices
2: yeah yeah basically um you know one thing that's interesting about themis as a goddess too is she's the creator of divine law you know but she she's not the one that actually rolls out the uh accountability (laughs) or the retribution of like laws that are broken you know when people break the law she doesn't hold people accountable for them she just writes the laws but she's actually a titan goddess that is like omnipotent so she just knows all and she was also said to give um uh Or or to have created um, the idea of prophecy or the practice of prophecy and oracular vision, too. So um, oracles and divination are kind of under her uh, realm of influence or, you know, province of influence. Um, But what's interesting, though, is because she is all-knowing, you know, if, you know, someone, you know, shits on a grave or someone, she's the one that's like, hey, Hades this dude shit on a grave just letting you know <laughs> <laughs> and then it's up to the gods to like hold you know those people accountable because you know it's like so there she's is the
0: divine shit pot stirrer
2: basically but you um, know her sister nemesis is also all-knowing and has a direct link to Themis so when laws are broken it's nemesis that um, upholds divine retribution
0: damn damn what a fucking yeah. family. I want to see that Thanksgiving. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, be- uh-huh.
2: yeah. So pretty cool. I, I like that, that whole archetype of um, Libra, which actually plays really well into what October is about. Even okay. leading in, you know, I was really thinking about the month of October and right from the get-go with the start of Libra season and Mabon, you know, which carries that energy of, you know, really celebrating the things that we have and holding gratitude, but then also being able to take responsibility and accountability for ourselves to repay our debts um, and um, then to also make the decision um, and take the responsibility for cutting the things that no longer serve us. Like that is the attitude of this tide, right? Um, And that is what October is about. In some of the months before, you know, I will, you know, lovingly joke that, you know, there was a month to hide under a rock, right? Mm
0: -hmm. This
2: one is very much one of those, if you hide under the rock, you're going to screw yourself. This is the month where things will get hard and you will be tested and you will be put on trial. But if you don't, you know, you know
1: step up to the plate
2: if you don't find the courage yeah if you don't step on step up to the plate like you're gonna screw yourself this is the month of this is the month
0: to take that extra shot of espresso and fucking punch the sun just fucking do it
2: and just and just you know this is the the month of adulting (laughs) you Um. know basically um but this is also the month where you know in the in the past season of spring where like we had all that really lovely amazing (laughs) (laughs) um where we had all that lovely amazing um wishful energy you know remember that in May late April May we had like all the stars aligning for the acquisition of all good things and it was that time was right for making wishes and planting the seeds of the things that you desired yes this is now the season (laughs) where all those seeds that you planted, all those wishes you made. Be come careful true. What you, come in true. Be careful what you wish for, because, you know, it's almost like getting what you want, getting what you desired is different than taking responsibility for what is happening. Do you know what I mean? Isn't like, it like
0: the, isn't that the, the tail of the monkey's paw, right? That's kind of what the, like the, be careful what you wish for. Like there's the magic monkey paw and like, yeah. be careful what you wish for. Cause you might just yeah. get it.
2: Cause you might just get it. And this is the month where you're going to start seeing things actually like manifesting, you know, as far as what you've wished for. um. But were you careful when you were planting those seeds, you know, like, you know, it's kind of like, you know, all of those, um, you know tales and like warnings that we give at the you know at the store when people are asking for spell crafting you know yes. and it's like. yeah be careful what you wish for or, you know you remember Monica like that one thing that you um, you were spell crafting for uh, this one customer and they asked to find the love of their life. And they just said, I just, I just want love, but they never told you like specifics, you know, and then they came back like two days later, if I remember, or something within that week. And they were like, oh my gosh, Monica, I found the love of my life, but they're the wrong gender. Yes. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I think that's happened to her twice now.
2: Yeah. (laughs) And it's like, yeah. So it's like, it's, it's great. To, like, you know, wish for things and, like, put the magic out there to, like, manifest it. But if you're not specific, you're still going to get exactly what you wished for. But now you have to take responsibility for what you got.
0: You know what I mean? And let me say that, like, yeah, that's, you know, and I'm pretty sure this is one of those we told you so things. Because I know we talked about this shit before. But, you know, it's... I think that one thing everyone should do with whatever they're going through and whatever they will be going through through this month and just, like, try and reflect on where you were and -hmm. where you are now to, first of all, take responsibility for what the fuck you witchcrafted up, but second off, look at maybe how much you've grown and also see how the things that are happening to you, like, how how that's something that once upon a time, not too long ago, these were the things in one way, shape, or form you, like, were striving for.
2: Mm -hmm so no absolutely I agree with that yes and this is mm -hmm. I I was was just
0: gonna gonna say this is like kind of off topic but kind of just funny is I'm trying to think back to like what magical shit I wanted to like level (laughs) up to or something back in May because I've had this really weird thing happen where every single week I am deeply cutting my fingertips open
2: which oh my gosh. every
0: single <laughs> fucking week it's happening on a different goddamn finger on a cardboard box, on a can of dog food, on a knife, on the vegetable peeler now. And then I also gave myself a blood blister on, the, like, I don't know what's happening, but for some reason I always think of like bloody my statues, you know, like when I cut my yeah. finger. Like, so I'm just like, and now you're saying that I'm like, was what, what kind of like magical something? And like, cause I'm just ch- this couldn't possibly be because I'm clumsy um has to right. be you know mystical like no there's no mundane reason no, i'm just kidding it's probably just because i need to pay more attention <laughs> but i'm just i'm gonna chalk this up to him harvesting some kind of epic magical thing and i'm about to be like a super witch anyway
2: right <laughs> i mean it definitely could be i mean I, I don't think you would be off the nose with that you know um but yeah you know with this month um there's a lot of opportunity to get your stuff together. You know, you have like a bunch of like um, celestial events that are really working toward and rolling you through the toughness that is the end of this month. And let me tell you, this month is going to be pretty eventful toward the uh, last third of it, basically, when we go into Scorpio season. <laughs> like that's, that's when it gets rough. Um, Fucking but Scorpios. I- Monica. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Behave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what about uh, it? But. <laughs>
2: So, but you know, they always say, like, you know, with every month, wherever there's a beginning, you can kind of see what the energies are going to play out to be. And we start off this month on, you know, the first with an opposition between Venus and Jupiter, uh, almost uh, going because we have Jupiter going retrograde now from. Aries, which uh, he ingressed into and he's slowly creeping backward in his retrograde motion back toward Pisces, uh, which is kind of where we ended with like all of like the seeds that we planted in the spring and stuff like that. Remember that? But now we have Venus on the opposite end where in the springtime, they were conjoined. They were right on top of each other. So now we're at a place with both of these planets starting off with a face off, like, you know, in deep reflection, is this exactly what we wanted when we made those wishes? And this is how the month starts on October first. Right into the second, we move into the energy of something amazing but maybe not amazing thing happening, we finally have mercury stationing direct. So the second is when mercury goes direct and will no longer be in retrograde. And while a lot of the times we would see this as a blessing, especially because mercury is going to be, um, um, uh going direct uh the thing is he is going to be opposing neptune and he's going to be squaring pluto at this time so it's almost like when he would normally be in that state of like everything is clear now and i can really get to the bottom of like all the things that i need to move forward with it's almost like mercury is stuck in this nebulous cloud of like things that still need to be clear up it's almost like the door just opened to like 50 more questions that you didn't have before and you need to sort through all of them before you can move forward and that's kind of how the, (laughs) the mercury retrograde shifts into its direct motion is now we just kind of realized we have more problems than what we started with um which is kind of unfortunate but it's a good opportunity to like get things right as we go forward you know what I mean um so so that's what we have as soon as Mercury goes um uh, or stations direct um but I guess another way of like looking at this is like you know Mercury is going to be in a place where he can start you know carrying that energy for all of us where we can move forward but it's a little bit more sideways than we would expect. You know, it's kind of like like you, Monica, right? You know, what do you do <laughs> for a living? <laughs> you know, you, uh, you're a tea leaf reader, right? Right, yeah. This Mercury retrograde is kind of like, or this Mercury station direct is kind of like, instead of just telling you mouth to mouth, like you're gonna have a tough day, you have to scry into a cup of tea to say you're going to have a tough day. Do you know what I mean? It's okay. almost like you have to look for all of the clues to move forward, you know? Yeah. So that's, that's kind of what uh, we're starting off this month with. Uh, with energetically you know what I mean and that's not bad if you know how to navigate it you know, right. like Monica you're a master scryer you can look into all of those tea leaves and literally tell the future <laughs> you know it's kind of like amazing to watch um, but you know not all of us are kind of in that place where we um, have mastered that form of navigation being able to see clarity through the mist you know what i mean so that's where it might be challenging for some of you out there um and so just something to to be aware of the energy is there for you know light you know and uh, truth um to be available but you have to discern and you have to really you know squint toward the end goal uh, which does sound kind of sucky but you know there it is that's what the stars are telling me <laughs> through the horoscope um i love
0: how you're just like i just work here it's not my fault I yeah <laughs> I don't not, know. not my monkey so, but... right just... <laughs>
2: um <clears throat> but another thing that is going to be happening a few days later on the 8th is we have you know how in the summer we had like all of these planets in retrograde all at the same time this is the month where basically the majority of them are going to go direct so pluto is going to go direct on the 8th which will open up a lot of motion and um insight or foresight toward revelations of truths again a revelation of truth is not always a comfortable thing but it'll be there (laughs) you know and then on the ninth, we have an amazing celestial event and probably the only good one this month that is super positive vibe (laughs) um and this is the full moon and it is a full moon in aries um, it doesn't seem like the moon would be good in Aries, but the moon is actually such a badass in that sign. Like, um, she's very forward moving and, you know, all of it. She's kind of like tough mom energy, you know, and like tiger mom energy where it's like, I care so much about the end goal that it doesn't matter what gets in the way we're going to win you know and we're going to find peace and we're going to find comfort and we're going to find the solutions right so like the full moon in aries is actually a, a pretty cool one to work with uh whether that is the extreme of like deep reflection to the extreme of you know accurate manifestation you know so Um, It's definitely a full moon that carries positive vibes and can really align you harmoniously toward what you've wished for, okay? But it also takes some sense of like deft and like, um, I don't know if brevity is the right word, but anyway, (laughs) uh, you got to be crafty with this one is what I'm trying to say, uh, because... This particular full moon, um, you know, there's a sextile to um, Saturn, uh, which is good. You know, anything regarding Saturn is usually bad, but if it's a trine or a sextile asp- aspect, that means um, Saturn as a malefic is actually going to be super constructive. Um, so, this is an opportunity to create equilibrium with the things that you wish for, but more importantly, with the relationships that you've made um, or have. And it's a great opportunity to create balance to take stock of what you've got and how you can move forward in the best possible way with the best choices you know what i mean so really we have until the ninth um to work this full moon and lean into that energy with you know really great like um oh what's the word um to to do it well basically (laughs) and that's the scramble utilize the energy of this full moon because right after the, uh, the moon starts to wane, uh, we're going to lose a lot of stability <laughs> energetically oh with the rest of the month. Yeah. It's going to be very destabilizing the rest of, um, with the rest of what's coming. So a lot of the energies mid, midway through the month they're you know, they can be important and like really, um, important, I guess, <laughs> important and important uh, uh, to any one of you. But really, what it all ultimately leads up to is what happens on the 22nd. And this is where things really start to take a turn. Whether they start to take a turn for the good or the better is really up to you and how you've handled all of the energies and leaned into those energies thus far from this spring. Okay, so I can't tell you if it's going to be a great last portion of the month or a challenging one but it all basically starts to come to a head on the 22nd of october uh, when venus conjoins at 29 degrees with the sun so what is this when the when any planet becomes conjoined to the sun at the exact degree this is what we call a kazini Um, So, basically, if you're looking at the math in a chart, (laughs) right, um, every time the planet moves, a notch in the wheel, we call those notches degrees, right? And when a planet gets closer and closer specifically to the sun, when they hit that 15-degree mark, we would say that that planet is under the beams, okay? Now, you know when you look directly at the sun, And it's blinding, and you can't really see a whole lot of stuff because it's just too bright. That's what's happening to the planets. Now, remember, all of the planets have a job to do. Mercury's job is to, you know, give a means for expression and communication. Venus is about, you know, holding you up to your values and the things that you love. Mars is about stirring and moving with action and will. When any of those planets who are trying to do their job come under the beams of the sun so within 15 degrees before or after the sun um it's hard to see the job that they're doing Mm. and it's almost like the closer that they get to the sun the harder it is to feel the effects of their good or bad juju right now when a planet edges ever so close into the sun that it becomes directly aligned with it this is what we would call a kazimi and that seat of power when you're in the heart of the sun almost super blasts that planet's ability to do its thing so it's actually a very auspicious thing to have a kazimi specifically a a venus kazimi now here's the thing venus and the sun are in the sign of libra so all of the relationship partnership things um, that are at play are going to be super amped up in this like literal couple hour window when they're exactly aligned and um basically it's it's seemingly a good time to do magic um uh, because of that Mm -hmm. but I would also recommend just sitting back and ride whatever good waves come out that day with that Kazemi because what happens literally the next day is both the Sun and Venus still really close to each other are going to ingress into Scorpio. Now the reason why I say try not to use this specific timing for because here's the thing anytime there's a Kazemi that's a great time to do magic but this time around I'm going to say eh, hold off on it because of what's going to happen. Um, what happens is they're going to move into Scorpio literally within hours the next day kind of a thing and then um, what happens is Venus gets crushed like crushed by everything so uh <laughs> uh venus is like one of the main benefic planets that if we were to work with her magically obviously toward the things we value things we love about you know our properties or possessions you know stuff like that um she's basically gonna be useless the rest of the month (laughs) because one she's gonna be under the beams of the sun she's going into scorpio where she's in detriment um and she's also gonna be um squaring Saturn, um, who is also squaring, um, uh, Uranus. <laughs> so like, uh, so in a, in a sign-based, uh, aspect. So it's, it's going to be a pretty tough time, um, basically. Great. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be tough. And what I mean by tough is that this is where we really start seeing that energy of taking responsibility this is where we start seeing exactly what we wished for and this is where we start getting tested you know energetically this also is happening at a time when saturn is going into an exact square with Uranus. now remember me talking in like past podcast episodes about this saturn uranus square and how every time it hits like that exact degree like things get all stirred up things get crazy the you know rug gets pulled underneath from from with under you and like you know it's it's just crazy times this is another mark for a crazy time and it's all happening when we don't even have the help of venus when we could oh wow um yeah so this this is this is the moment of trial and test and uh Fortunately, though, this is the last round of um, the Saturn-Uranus square, uh, because what's going to happen, and we're just looking in the future a little bit into, I think it's March or May, I can't remember exactly um, right now, but um, Saturn is going to be ingressing from Aquarius into Pisces, and we're going to start having a different energetic um Interaction or relationship with saturn in the sense that he's now going into a watery sign instead of the air sign that he's been in for the past two and a half years or two years um in aquarius
0: we have to be a, i mean i guess this is something we can talk about later but that kind of sounds scary too because you know that's our emotions and i just you know oh, yeah
2: you know, I'm I'm excited about it because it's it's nice. It's always nice to get that break from like too much of a thing. You know, whether it's a good thing or a bad thing. You know, because yeah. you know Saturn moves so slowly, man. Like it, when he goes into a sign, he stays in that sign for two and a half years, and yeah. if it's not we're panning out or working out well, we just we just want to be done with it, right? But then here's the thing early next year we're going to be done with that thing and it's going to move into something completely different and i personally am i don't want to say i'm like predicting but like i'm i'm excited for the change but at the same time i'm really scared of this change because pisces is an archetype um that Saturn, I mean, Saturn can do a lot of damage and like limit and you know, <laughs> place boundaries where you don't expect them to, but he does it in a way that is unique in each sign. And so, I'm just thinking, like, Saturn in Pisces, like, all right, so what kind of boundaries and limitations are going to be placed or actually just washed away or just you know, gonna be there left to rot? You know what I mean? It's like, uh yeah so it's just gonna gonna be be different it's just gonna be different you know i'm just i'm gonna be optimistic i'm gonna say it's just gonna be different as long as we know what's coming and we can figure out a way to like lean into that energy correctly like it's gonna be fine it's gonna be fine it's gonna be fine Uh, (laughs) you you
0: really yeah keep talking yourself into that because that's exactly what it sounds like but okay cool
2: Yeah. yeah but i don't know we'll see we'll see um I mean, yeah, we know that the past two years have definitely been rough, but here's the thing Saturn's been in Aquarius, and that's a sign he rules. So, like, things were tough, but that was actually like Saturn being graceful. Oh, (laughs) for fuck's sake. Okay. (laughs) So, I'm just saying, (laughs) you know, at least when, you know, shit was starting to hit the fan, at least it was clear, (laughs) you know, like you know?
0: I just think that we all deserve a real nice
2: vacation, that's all. Yeah, Yeah. like the one Mars is going to be taking, okay, so, (laughs) oh boy, all right, (laughs) get into that, okay, so, but what's crazy is, as soon as we, okay, so the 22nd, we have that Kazemi that goes directly into Venus and the Sun moving into Scorpio, which kind of changes the dynamic of this season, uh, of this um, October season, and then Two days later, on the 25th, we're going to have a partial solar eclipse, and this one is going to be a tough eclipse. So yes, we are back in eclipse season. All the stuff that's going to change is going to change, whether you like it or not. Uh, The revelations that are to be had are going to be had. We will absolutely start seeing what we wished for, and are you ready? For that ah,
1: responsibility
2: that's the question. um yeah oh the the last half of this or the last you know third of this month is jam-packed you ready for the next hit all right on the 27th two days later we have <laughs> jupiter retrograding back into pisces remember how we said that that this month is starting off with that face-off opposition between venus and jupiter well now jupiter is actually going back into pisces um so um what's crazy about this is as he's doing it he's going to be squaring mars okay and that's the thing that's tough because up until this point we knew that like in september we had mars ingress into gemini and mars and gemini is crazy like it's uh, basically Mars on crack, like all the things he wants. Oh my to say, God. You know, he has the mental capacity to go full thrust forward, you know, with everything. You know what I mean? And, you know, the thing is, this whole Mars and Gemini thing, this is not like a two month deal like we normally get with Mars in a sign. It's a six month deal because he literally goes through the whole sign of Gemini, takes two months to do that. He's going to retrograde this year on. The 27th of this month and take two months to travel all the way backward through Gemini and then when he goes direct. He's going to go through the rest of Gemini again, so we actually have Mars in an extended stay in Gemini of you know crazy, I mean but here's the thing Mars in Gemini is super active so. Uh, when he goes direct again, it's actually a potent time to manifest things that you otherwise wouldn't or are scared to. You know, it's a great way to find courage, um, you know, and it's a good, it's a it's a great way to, you know, just move forward, like drastically and potently, you know what I mean? But with that being said, when uh, on the 20th, uh, wait, what is it? On the 30th, on the 30th of this month, Mars is going to start his retrograde motions. So, basically, up until this point, all the things that we started with Mars, all the crazy, let's get going, let's go, let's get it done, he's going to be like, All right, so you've started all this stuff. I'm going on vacation now. Bye. Good luck. Gosh. <laughs> <Great>. <laughs> and Mars retrograde is one of the toughest. You thought Mercury retrograde was tough? Mars retrograde? <laughs> I personally think, me personally, I think it's tougher because Mars is that planet of, you know, being aligned with your sense of will, uh, being um, able to prioritize the things you wanna act upon. Um, And when he goes retrograde, things become complacent, things don't move, things feel crossed. It's hard to get things done, you know, because even a Mercury retrograde things get done, it might not be in your favor, but things get done and you have a way to move forward because you know what was done. But Mars retrograde, things just become inert and it's tough to just move. So um, that's that's just me <laughs> like uh, thinking, uh, that's just my thinking on a Mars retrograde anyway. So, and that is how our month ends. It ends on a cliffhanger um happy october buddy (laughs) i don't know what else to say that's how it ends um and then we'll just have to wait and see what october has to bring i'm sorry november
1: (laughs) better be good (laughs) gerald oh monica
2: you better be good
0: (laughs) (laughs) fucking scorpios okay that's where i'm gonna go with this
2: Well, you know what they say: if you can't be good, at least be good at it. So
0: yeah, (laughs) just be good at being bad.
2: That's all. Yeah, Yeah. that's it. So that that's what I got for you guys. Um, Sorry for all the the rough news, like toward the end, but that's that's just how the story unfolds, at least for now. Um, You know, I have
0: to say that I think that it comes out okay coming from you because you're so lovable and nice.
2: Oh, no digs and like i feel like
0: <laughs> right. if anyone else like said this shit i'd be like you know what how about you go fuck yourself but it's <laughs> oh, you my so God. like I'm like oh okay i mean i still think the planets need to go fuck themselves but you know you guys all know how i feel about space and astrology is subject <laughs> to
2: that as well so
0: whatever
2: right yeah. but i mean you can kind of see what i mean like when i say um it really depends on the kind of like you know, work you've been doing, you know, um, how you've been carrying yourself throughout the spring and the summer, because the choices that you made then, um, it's its really going to come into full light, potentially, potentially this month, um, toward the end of it. And so um, if you've been doing the work, if you've been doing the shadow work, if you've been doing, you know, all the reparations for whatever it is that you did, then this this month might actually be pretty validating for you. You know what I mean? Like, it just depends on what you've done and if you've been virtuous. But if you haven't been, then this month could rock your boat quite a bit. You know what I mean? So it's, oh, yes. it's hard to say individually for every one of you out there, you know, if this month is really gonna be you know, a walk in the park, or if it's gonna well, I mean, I shouldn't say a walk, um, a, a power walk. <laughs> power yeah, walk yeah. in the park. Or if it's gonna be like, you know, just you know a shit avalanche. Okay. Oh, well, we'll
0: find out. So but we'll we find shall. out. So <laughs> Well, all right. You know what? I have good news. We gotta end the month on a good note. You wanna know why? why because the 31st is halloween and that's always fucking yeah. awesome that's why. <laughs> yes yes
1: yes yes there's some retribution
2: to this yes.
0: yeah there we go
2: <laughs> that, I think that is yeah i love yes. that yeah no yes. it's gonna be super cool and you know you know even if individually it's not in the stars for us we at least have halloween <laughs> <That's> <laughs> you know right. so so there we go right.
0: yeah so, who's everyone's shout out to uh, Gerard, who's shout out
2: oh my gosh! um, you know, I think I wanna give a shout out to uh to Jill, uh who's the owner of the Green Man. She really has been like keeping this ship afloat for a lot of us uh just making sure that you know we're taken care of and the store is taken care of um and yeah, I'm just want to say I'm very grateful for her and really like helping me to like navigate <laughs> my role at this store. So, Excellent. Yeah.
0: That's awesome. Hey now, well, Jill's awesome. So yeah, she, is awesome. she sure is. <laughs> the stone maven. <laughs> yes. Yes. There you go. I like that.
1: What about you, Monica? I'm going to shout out to Amelia cause uh she just went through a little bit of a tough time. So I just want to say, hey,
0: hang in there. All right. My shout out is to my dog. Oh, <laughs> um, my dog, yeah, my dog yeah. passed away this morning and I am I'm just happy that she's, she's not in pain anymore. Um, and one of my friends, like I like that he called her the HPIC, the high priestess in charge. And I just thought that was yeah. really funny. So shout out to my mesmer, the HPIC. Yeah. Yeah. my little
1: hps i cried for about an hour today after i helped talk to yeah, you i just i was just so blessed that i spent time with her on friday and i got to love her up and uh, my voice is cracking right now i'm sorry but she, i really <laughs> love that little dog so
0: she, anyway, she yeah. was special she was really special and really feisty and you she know was. there's She's something
2: super cool right? i'm so sorry for your loss shauna but i think it's amazing and really says something about you to like even just be here right now but you know I guess we all need distractions sometimes yeah yes distraction is good
0: yeah and you know it's like she's like I said she's in a better place now like I really do believe that and like I know I gave her like a really good life while I had her so yeah you know but I loved that when my friend called her the HPIC I was like I really (laughs) like that so cheers cheers to our little high priestess and um cheers all, to the other ones exactly and cheers to all of us because it looks like we're gonna need it this month i hope everyone's making yeah. good life choices hopefully yes. this month won't be too much of a fuck face for all of us but if it is just remember at least we have halloween that's
2: right yes
0: oh so- <laughs> well yes. i'm yawning it is it is time for me to hopefully put the Sign baby off. to sleep and then put myself to sleep um right. all right everyone <laughs> thanks for listening Jarelle as always thank you so much for coming on and sharing your yes. cosmic knowledge and thank we you, will girl. see all thanks of you soon merry meet
1: merry part
0: and merry and... meet again